Hey there, I'm Stephanie, the Inspirationist, and welcome uh, to my podcast on today. Uh, I will be talking on the subject of uh, what's actually been going on. It's pretty prevalent uh, and it's traveling all over the world. And that is uh, giving our children the power of choice when it comes to uh, their sexuality. Um, putting the power in their hand when I talk about not children, I'm saying the underage children. Uh, giving them the power of choice. Um, and so that that topic has caused a lot, a lot of controversial controversy that's going on now uh, in our, our world. Um, there are different states that are fighting against each other. There are some states that are saying that, um, that are outlawing it to be done there, the affirmation surgeries and stuff like that. To, you can't get it done there because um, uh, if if so, um, you know, the, the parents are, could be uh, penalized for it, uh, get prison time, and the children be taken away and put in foster homes. And then you have those other states that are like coming to their rescue and said, no, come here, we could do it here. In our state, we allow it to happen here. And so the war that's going on between the states, and then there's there's the in-between that's going on between the states, and they're trying to impl- impl- implement new laws to justify a saying that you can come over here and they can't touch you in a state because we can, we have a law against them being able to touch you or do anything against you or, or imprison you or take your, remove your child out of your home. So there's a big war that's going on in regards to the uh, our children, underage children, and their sexuality. And um, I recently heard a mother say that, and it just kind of caught my attention, that her 18-month-old son, he seemed to be adapting to girly things. Now, he had an older sister, apparently. I think allegedly he has an older sister. And he appeared to be adapting to girly things. And so her and her husband, they kind of said they were watching and stuff. So the husband, the kid gets a little older. I don't know if he's two or three. And um, they put him in uh, T-ball. The husband said, well, let me try and see if he will fit in T-ball. And the, supposedly he did not like T-ball. And he just really just was irritated with that. And they used that as, as somewhat of a, I'm alleging that they used that somewhat as a foundation or a deterrent saying that, okay, my child is really, he's gravitating to female. And so what we're going to do is we're going to encourage and we're going to support that. Another part of that I've noticed, and I've, I've been observing a lot of it, is, is, is Uganda and Kenya. The government there, mainly in Uganda, they have spoken out against Americans forcing the LGBTQIA community in their country. There's, they have they have established laws there that they will either be put to death or that um, or get life in prison. And so, and one of the I was listening to one of the Ugandans there, and he posed a question. He said, "Why are you focusing on us Ugandans when there are other countries over here that literally are killing those that are homosexual?" In their country, if they find out, they immediately kill them. But you all want to focus on, on us, Ugandas. Why is that? 
set that question to the side because this conversation is going to go on for not just this podcast. It's going to be extended. Then there was a popular trans woman that said this, and it really caught my eye, and I had to jot it down. The trans woman said, gender is a fact. You're born with that. Gender is a fact. Identity is how you feel. Sexuality is your desire. Now, this trans woman received a lot of backlash from the LGBTQIA community. Now, there's controversy that's going on in the world about it. There's literally controversy that's going on within their own community about it, about their sexualities and their their uh, ideology of what they feel it should be. or And so there's a lot of turmoil that's going on uh, in regards to that. Just that just people transiting, just sexuality alone. And then now we want to lay this on our children. Why is our society, I just sit there, I'm thinking, and I know why. <clears throat> I'm not going to go into it right now, but I'm going to pose the question. Why is our society so adamant? about giving underage children the power to choose gender at such a vulnerable, delicate age. A child that's not even age appropriate to take care of their physiological and psychological needs. They cannot take care of their physiological nor their psychological needs. And we want to put this heavy choice in their hands to choose their sexuality, to choose to go and have affirmation surgery, which is a permanent thing. It's something to think about. So what I did after that, I kind of went through and I said, wait a minute, I started thinking about the ages of development and uh, how children, um, um, you know, how they develop uh, during their lifespan zero to five years, five or six years old is very, I think they may have extended to eight now, but they're very vulnerable years in their life. They're being established in, they're learning attachment. They're learning um, uh, about their own body, their environment. that, that, That foundation is very, very important. That's the reason why when children at that young age, when they're abused, they seem to, it's a struggle that has been, it, it, it appears to be like a norm to them. I heard this person say that had been sexually uh, molested as a child, starting from a child throughout their uh, own age to, I think, an adulthood. They had been sexually, uh, 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 sexually molested or raped by men. And it was a man, he was by men. Something that he said that caught my attention, he said that, their first sexual encounter is their emotional encounter. If it's a man with a man, he says that those desires are for the man because that is their experience. And I heard this one person say that he's with, he's never been with a woman. He's a homosexual, but he's never been with a woman. And he said this. And the other guy was asking him, he was telling him, well, you know, why don't you try it? He said, no, 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 no. I don't even want to try it. I just love being with a man. And when I say those years are vulnerable, let me flip it all the way up to the adolescent stage. The adolescent stage 
is a very vulnerable, vulnerable stage. I was looking up what they go through during adolescence and how the body transitions. I was looking it up the other night and I was like, wow. I said, let me look up each stage that they transition to through, go through during their adolescence, during their puberty. First is the physical stage. It's puberty. They begin to grow hair in the genital areas, under arms. For the boys, their voice change and and the, the girls begin to have their 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 periods and and stuff like that. And then they go into this intellectual. It's combined with this intellectual, the feeling of intensity and complexity, complex. That's when that, that part of the brain, I was reminded of that when I was looking, looking it up. And I said, that's right. That's the part of the brain that's affected. The frontal, I'm mean, sorry, the frontal lobus part of the brain, of that brain. That's when they're managing their thinking is, is affected. Their emotions are affected. Personality, their judgment, very much so. Their judgment is affected. Self-control. Their memory stores. And for boys, boys tend to get irritable and sad and depressed. They go into depression that stage. Girls are kind of like emotionally. You know, they're stormy there. You know how I said the girls, you get on there. Well, we know you're on your period because the way you're responding or the way you're acting, you're on your period. And they, they, they get emotional, stormy, irritable. And they get sad. There's, there is an uh, intellectual and a, 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 a state that they go through that's very, it's a very, very vulnerable state. Then there's the psychological state. The mental health issues that relate to them, anxiety. They start having eating disorders, which a lot of times eating disorders are connected to um, the uh, 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 public expectations of looks and uh, how you should uh, the perfect person or the perfect woman look or the perfect male look. And so they get into having these eating disorders because they're trying to telling themselves that they're not fitting in with society as far as their their looks. And then there's antisocial. The physical part is antisocial. They isolate themselves from specifically, usually it's the family. ADHD, self harm. These are these are these are the things that these kids are dealing with during adolescence. Then, kind of the psychological connects with the social. The social, they distance themselves from their family. You know, you see those teenagers; they distance themselves. They they like you'd be like, are you are you embarrassed to be around us? Are you embarrassed? Oh, it's like you're in another world. You, 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 it's like you embarrassed. Oh no, 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 no! I'm not embarrassed. Yeah, they distance themselves. Their peer relationship, their their relationships in their schools and their friends become more important. They see the world differently. It becomes more important to them. Their friends are they're very much so influenced by their friends. They become very independent. But their independency is still yet immature. But they take on this mindset as if they're just totally of age. or They're totally independent. It's a lot of times they're still home. Haven't got your driver's license. Your parents are still feeding you, clothing you, and everything else. But they take on that. that, that. It's, it's something how the, the body transition and changes while it's going through that 
puberty to get to the adult adulthood. I believe it starts at from 10, 12 to an adult 18. I believe 18. And I would go so far to say 21 over 18. Because um, even some kids that get 18, they're still, their mindset is still kind of immature. And then there's the moral judgment. Moral reasoning is tested. Their moral reasoning, you know, their morals that maybe that they have been taught at home. They go out there and they start, you know, nah, I'm going to, mm-mm. I don't like what my parents said about, uh-uh. The world, so it's tested. The home is really tested. That foundation in the, in the home is really tested during that time, during this time period. They're co- the conventional norms, or the so, so they connect to the conventional norms or the social norms, which means that they connect to different fads that's going on. And usually they're influenced by music artists, uh, uh, movie, TV actors. Uh, um, they're influenced by this gaming uh and it gets into porn. They start to get influenced by this, whatever the social norm is. And we see the social norm today is right is wrong and wrong is right. That's our social norm today. It's like right is wrong and wrong is right, okay? So they're, they, 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 um, their moral judgment is clouded. And I'm not just sitting here talking. I'm talking from experience, what I've seen, been around, and so forth. And adapting to that social norm, it I it throws them into a, a self that they they feel like they can, they are identifying with with you know how they talk about how people sometimes uh, uh, kids with low self esteem and stuff they want to identify or connect with someone they that's when they begin to identify with groups because of those groups um, there's a certain family connection that's there and that's what's really going on with the with our um with our teens during that adolescent stage this is just the foundation of what i'm going to be talking about i don't know how long i'm going to be on this topic but i just wanted to give this foundation uh uh, give it a foundation here and i thought well the foundation is that is the the home the foundation is the development and stages of development of that child, that is the foundation of it. If the home is off balance, a lot of times that child's going to be off balance. I want to talk more about who's responsible for these children. Who's responsible for There's different laws that are being signed into place that is giving our children's, our children rights Underage children, I mean underage children, the right to go behind their parents' back. To go behind their parents' back and find somebody or, or, or a team of people or somebody that's going to, to justify their feelings or their desires or what they feel about themselves or their misunderstanding or they don't understand me and they don't understand where I'm at. Usually they're blaming the home, the parents. They don't understand me. They don't want to, they don't like me or they're teasing me or my parents don't communicate with me about it. They're totally against this trans LGBTQIA world. They're totally against it. I can't communicate. Now I understand that that could be possibly true. 
But I have a lot more to talk about in this area. Thank you for listening.